from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Here we go with the best news you'll get all week. It's the WIA National News for week commencing June 17, 2018. And Dutch regulator acts against repeater abuse. Viron reports inspectors from the Netherlands Radio Communications Agency acted last week, acted against a young man transmitting on the PI2NOS 70cm repeater without a licence. A Google English translation of the Viron Post reads, During the investigations, various transmitting stations were found that he was not allowed to have. These have been confiscated. The inspectors, they'll prepare an official report. The public prosecutor is expected to impose a fine on this and decides what happens to the confiscated cases. In addition to this official report, it will be investigated whether a cease and desist order can also be imposed, so that this young man can immediately be fined a substantial administrative fine in the case of renewed illegal transmissions without having to go ahead with an extensive investigation into the home. Despite the fact that locating intruders or misbehaving hams is a difficult matter, the inspectors are said to be in good spirits and hope to be able to report even more successes in the short term. Much useful information has already been reported by local radio amateurs. At least in this Dutch case, a happier outcome for an alleged repeater abuser than in a story during the rounds from Southern California. Reports are that one of the colourful users of the infamous 147.435 repeater has become the victim of a homicide. This is the repeater that appears to be home to many colourful operators and language. WA6RXZ was missing for several days, since at least around their Memorial Day weekend. A partially buried body was found in Joshua Tree National Park on June 2. Multiple investigation units have been seen at the Ham's house later, and apparently investigators have been querying some of the 435 users regarding a timeline of his whereabouts. Anyways, the authorities appear to have basically allowed 147.435 to be the containment zone for the critical mass of cowboy hams in the LA area. Nobody else seems to have enough activity that they've gotten a dozen one percenters or whatever in one place, so this really isn't witnessed in other areas. A curious quirk of USVHF hamming. WIA News, and as we'll hear from WIA Director Brian Clark, I'd strongly encourage all listeners to, one, go to the WIA website, wia.org.au, two, read the five parts of the WIA LCD submission, and three, send in comments before June 30. Now to Brian, VK2GCE. Hello. What a great AGM and conference we had last month at Coolangatta. On behalf of the board, I want to thank and congratulate all involved in the organisation. It was very smooth. The AGM went well, with all motions fully accepted. There were some quite positive discussions during the open forum. The sideshows were well presented and attended. Around 120 members were at the AGM. The numbers could have been higher had we not clashed with the annual Dayton extravaganza. A suggestion during the open forum that the WIA organise a trip to Dayton next year received an overwhelmingly positive response, almost a mandate, like a pilgrimage to Mecca. The 2019 AGM and conference will tie in with the Waverley Club's longevity celebrations. 
Enrolment forms will be available on the WIA website shortly. The earlier you enrol, the easier it will be to arrange suitable accommodation, feasting and festivities. Remember to book your flights early to take advantage of discounts. The date's not fixed yet, but we must ensure no clash with the 2019 Dayton event. Contact Eric, Victor Kilo 2, Victor Echo, for more details. For the 2020 AGM and conference, we need a state or territory to consider hosting. VKs 2, 4, 5 and 9 have hosted most recently. There is a pro forma plan developed for Coolangatta that anyone can use. If your club, state or territory executive is willing, consider the availability and access to a suitable venue, sideshows, and the personnel required to plan, lead, organise, control and coordinate the event. And now for a change of pace. As you're aware, the ACMA launched a consultation document regarding a future assessment system. The ACMA's paper is readily available from the ACMA's, the WIA's and other groups' websites. The WIA's website also seeks your thoughts. Please get them to us by close of business Monday 18th of June latest. That's tomorrow. So the board can submit a consultative, collaborative, well-considered document by 2nd July. Note this is not a tender response. That's due August or later, depending on the option the ACMA favours. And finally, a reminder to heed Graham, VK4 Baker Bakers and Joinder, to read and comment on the WIA's LCD submissions on the website. Looking forward to your thoughts. This has been Brian, Victor Kilo 2, Golf Charlie Echo. Thanks, Brian. So that's two different things we need you as a listener to do. One, your thoughts for the ACMA's consultation regarding future assessment system, and that's due by tomorrow, Monday the 18th. And the second one is to go to wia.org.au and read the five parts of the WIA LCD submission, then send in your comments before June 30. Brian also spoke there of Dayton Hamfest in the USA. Here on WIA National News, we've covered a lot of Dayton, but there is another biggie in our wonderful world of ham radio, that being Ham Radio Friedrichshafen, the largest ham fest in Europe. Later down the log, thanks to both Amateur Radio Newsline and Ed Durant, DD5LP, we'll take a wander through the displays in Germany this year. Now, ahead of Jason with International News, today another discussion point by VK4ZPP. Jeff's been putting pen to paper and voice to mic for maybe 15-plus years in the local VK4 News, Q News. It's a sort of thinking man's area in the weekly news in Queensland. Now here's that man. Hello, I'm Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP, and I've been thinking. There's an amount of what may be called donkey work that the executives of any club must do. Depending on how the club is structured, these jobs may fall to individuals or they might be shared amongst the office bearers. Now, these things keep the wheels oiled and the club on track, and when we have our meetings, all the necessary bits and pieces are there for the members to consider and vote on. Sometimes little groups form, and they may have different ideas of how certain things should be done, or who should be doing them. Uh, Depending on how these group members behave, it can have a positive or a negative effect on how the club functions. 
This is just common sense, but it sometimes gets overlooked when people talk themselves into corners and fight to justify their opinions against the rest. When thought is given to issues and an understanding of what is involved is made and clear-headedness is put to bear on an issue, solutions that benefit the club as a whole can come into place. This, of course, is the outcome we should all look at achieving. Unfortunately, there are times when a group will feel they are not getting what they want and they decide to act outside of the club and the spirit of our hobby. When people are upset and feel neglected and hostile, they sometimes attempt to overrun the management committee. Many of us give our time to different organisations and community groups and never want to sit at that front table. So a lot of us dodge the effort that goes into reconciling completing matters, balancing the books and making sure the next activity goes off well. In talking to people who have filled executive roles in different bodies, we get an idea that when members try and disrupt things from the outside, it has a major impact on those people filling the top table. They take the business of the club home with them and the hours of private life that get spoilt can be countless. Burnout is a sad fact that happens when people get overwhelmed by the issues they have to handle. It is something we should prevent in our club life, as our mates that do the spade work deserve to enjoy our hobby too. I'm Jeff Emery, and that's what I think. How about you? From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, RAC, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Japan. Juliet Alpha 1 Alpha November falls silent key. The Wireless Institute of Australia has passed on condolences to the family of Juliet Alpha 1 Alpha November, Mr Shozohara, who led the JARL for an incredible 41 years. He passed away on June 9, 2018 at the age of 91. JA1AN was born in 1926 in Nagasaki and first licensed as JA1AN in 1952. He served as JARL director from 1952 and was elevated to president in 1970, where he had led JARL as the president for 41 years until 2011. Vale Shozohara, Juliet Alpha 1, Alpha November. From Iran, the IARU Region 1 Monitoring System newsletter reports Iranian radars have been very active in the amateur radio primary 28MHz 10 metre band every day. On 28860 kHz, the strong and lasting signals could be received daily. Other frequencies were used in hopping mode. Serbia. ITU officially confirms Zulu 6 prefix is illegal. In a repost by Yankee Tango 9 Tango Papa, it would appear the International Telecommunication Union has officially confirmed the use of the Zulu 6 prefix is illegal. This from ITU Operational Bulletin Number 1149, dated June 1st, 2018. 
call sign series can be allocated only to the administrations of the ITU member states by World Radio Communication Conferences or between radio communication conferences by the ITU Secretary-General. In this respect, the attention of the ITU administrations is drawn to the fact that ITU has not allocated callsign series Zulu 6 to any of its member states. Consequently, the utilisation of callsign series Zulu 6 by any entity without a formal allocation and consent of the ITU represents an unauthorised and illegal usage of this international numbering resource. Sprite storm over Europe produces decapitated jellyfish. Last weekend, June 9 and 10, a powerful thunderstorm over central Europe produced a furious outburst of sprites, unlike anything local observers had seen before. Among hundreds of normal sprites lancing up from the thunderhead were dozens of rare decapitated jellyfish sprites, shaped like sea creatures with tentacles but no heads. How these strange forms of upward-directed lightning are produced is still a mystery. Visit spaceweather.com for pictures and more information. In Spanish radio news, radio amateur and astronaut Pedro de Q, Kilo Charlie 5, Romeo Golf Golf slash Echo Delta 4, India Sierra Sierra, has been named as Minister of Science in the new Spanish government. His first space mission was STS-95 on the Space Shuttle Discovery in 1998, and in 2003 he spent a week on the International Space Station and had two ARIS contacts with schools in Spain. Hams in Canada are being asked by the RAC to sign a petition to the House of Commons in Parliament. It would seem an individual with malicious intentions is threatening the security of emergency radio communications in Quebec. For two years, a Nicolette resident illegally setting up a transmitting radio station generating interference on purpose. Amateur radio operators in Quebec have identified the illegal radio station and brought it to the attention of Innovation, Science and Economic Development Canada and its inspectors seized the individual's radio equipment. Now that individual acquired new equipment right away and has returned to jamming the airwaves. The man is known to police in Nicolette's. He has regular encounters with the law. RAC are calling on the government to provide more support to the Department of Innovation, Science and Economic Development, Canada, so that it can intervene more decisively in this matter. From the Dominican Republic, Amateur Radio Society's agreement with Dominican Civilian Defence. On May 30, Radio Club Dominicano, represented by Mr Hugo Ramon, accompanied by a group of RCD members, signed a cooperation agreement with the civilian defence entity of the Dominican Republic at the headquarters. There was also participation from 4x4 vehicle clubs. The agreement ensures the mutual cooperation between RCD and the civilian defence. It includes counselling, training, promotion and joint work. With this, the civilian defence seeks support in matters of emergency communication in the amateur radio bands for better management of the activities that they could carry out and those that could arise in case of disasters. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On Echolink, it can be heard every Sunday morning at 10am local time on the HAM conference server. The broadcast is repeater and link friendly, so no more timeouts. All are welcome. Callbacks are taken, so please check in. Thanks. This is John, VK3HJQ. Ham Radio Operational News. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. As the weeks move closer to the World Radio Sport Team Championship next month in Germany, it all comes down to logistics. 
But as Ed Durant, DD5LP, says, Without 1300 broom handles, it can't happen. Broom handles? Robbie, DM6DX, mentioned to Ed, We have the 1300 broom handles and more than 30km of barrier tape, along with more than 65 portaloos and supplies. That caused some frivolity between the organisers of WRTC 2018 and some disbelief. Surprised at the 1300 broom handles, the press spokesman asked why so many were needed. Without skyhooks, I cannot secure the operator's area in the sites. Was the answer by Logistics Officer Robbie? The simple fence is a combination of 20 broom handles and 500 metres of red and white barrier tape to surround the antennas, and the station turns at 65 locations. This avoids any tripping over the guy wires, having access to the antennas and tent, and possibly causing damage. It still seems unusual, though. Who would have thought broom handles being required for the Amateur Radio World Championship? Now to the contest calendar. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Weekends of June 16-17 and 23-24 Seas International Museums Weekend. Museum ship HMAS Gladstone VK4GLA will be sailing the airwaves. Rockhampton District Amateur Radio Club and Gladstone Amateur Radio Clubs will combine again for this event, where besides HF, it is hoped to establish a link to the VK4RAR 2-metre repeater and also take eggling calls as part of the weekend. Fresh on their heels as far as operating the recent Museum Ships Weekend and now the International Museums Weekend, we go to Ireland, where one participating radio museum also has a Marconi connection. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, told our good friends at Amateur Radio Newsline. The old hurdy-gurdy Museum of Indus Radio will be participating on the Saturday and Sunday the 16th and 17th of June, with the call sign EI0MAR. The museum is located in the Martello Tower at the site of the first telegraphy station that connected Ireland to Great Britain in 1852. It was in this tower that America's Lee de Forest experiment with wireless telegraphy at the turn of the 20th century. The tower was also home to a Marconi receiving station that conducted experimental telegraphy communications with HMS Monarch. Hams will be operating from that tower during this weekend, both SSB and CW. The site opened as a museum in 2003. June 17, IAIA Region 3, 2018 QRP Day Region 3. June 22-23, VK Winter VHF UHF Field Day. July 14-15, Worldwide IAIA UHF Championship. July 21, VK ZL Trans Tasman Band Contest. August 11-12, VK Remembrance Day Contest. August 18-19, Worldwide Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend. August 25-26, VK Lara Wild Contest. October 6, Worldwide Oceania DX Contest. Nabuki, J0JHQ is active as 3W9NH from Vietnam until the 18th of June. He is mainly on CW and FT8. QSL to the home call, J0JHQ. David, W9DR is active from the Turks and Caicos Islands NA003 till the 25th as VP5 stroke W9DR on 6 metres only. CW and SSB, using an SDR transceiver, 1 kilowatt and a 5 element Yagi. He is beginning on 50.115 MHz. QSL via home call, direct only. Waldy, SP7IDX will be active from 4 to 10 metres in SSB in Digi modes from Vanoia Island, EU046, until the 20th as LA stroke SP7IDX. QSL via the Bureau. 
For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3LED, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. First up, ARDF, Radio Direction Finding Fun Happening in Townsville. If you're in the vicinity of the Townsville region on Saturday, July 14 from 1pm and want to get involved in a fox hunt or radio socialise in a nice part of Townsville, then Tony, VK4TJS, wants to hear from you. Beacon transmitters work on 145.3 MHz, whilst the homing beacon works on 145.7 MHz. There'll be activities for all family members to participate in during the fox hunt, and things will end up with some in-flight catering. Speaking of catering, for the event, Tony needs to know your attendance numbers by Thursday the 12th of July, and you'll also need to contact Tony, VK4TJS, for further info on the event. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. RSGB Convention SDR Lecture, now on screen and online. The RSGB has released another 2017 convention presentation into its online video portal. In his presentation, SDR, the station of the future, John Linford, G3WGV, looks at what software-defined radio offers us as radio amateurs and what our stations might look like in a few years' time. SDR is as much as disruptive technology as were the advent of semiconductors or synthesizers. It's said that in five years, it will no longer be possible to buy a new radio that is not SDR-based. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Our own VK4KHZ, on the last day of May, conducted a successful telebridge contact with astronaut Ricky Arnold, KE5DAU, using the ISS callsign NA1SS and a Rotterdam school in the Netherlands. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the Ham's Domain. AMSAT Facebook Group moves to a new Facebook Group page. The AMSAT NA Group that has existed for over a decade no longer serves as the official Facebook Group of AMSAT. Shortly, the AMSAT logo and name will be removed from this group's pages in accordance with Facebook's intellectual property policy. AMSAT officers and board members no longer hold any role on that particular group and Facebook's policy is the creator of the group owns that group's resources. For the most current information and discussion about AMSAT's activities, please join AMSAT NA on their new group, which has been placed under corporate ownership under legal advice and to ensure the latest information and discussion from AMSAT. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW. TARC, ready for the 2018 Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. Townsville Amateur Radio Club will be activating the Cape Cleveland Light, ILLW number AU0045, on the 18th and 19th of August as part of the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend. It will be a great weekend, full of relaxed operating, with the challenge of deploying HF, VHF and UHF antennas in a remote environment and talking to stations at other lighthouses around Australia and the world. Travel to and from the site via the mighty barge, Hercules. Packing needs to include plenty of batteries and some antennas. The cap on numbers for this mighty jaunt is 14, so if you have any other family members or friends that want to come along, be quick. Contact Gavin, VK4ZZ, to put your name on the list for the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend event, which is now only two and a half months away and has seen its 200th entry received already from a YL in Wales who will activate the East Usk Lighthouse, which was built in 1893 on the east side of the River Usk. YL Margaret's call sign will be GB4EUL. 
Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers. Saturday the 16th in the USA is ARRL Kids Day, an event designed to promote amateur radio to young people. Running from 1800 UTC to 2359 UTC, listen out for stations calling CQ Kids Day. The suggested initial exchange is name, age, location and favourite colour. More details are on the ARRL website, ARRL.org. With WIA Special Interest Group News, this has been Col VK3LED. And I leave you this week all at sea with Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. High seas emergencies have always received top priority from the Maritime Mobile Service Network since it began operations in 1968. So when the latest call for help came in late May, the net answered. As we hear details from Christian Kudnick, K0STH. Timothy Henning, KE7WMZ, wasn't expecting to end his around-the-world sail with a distress call. But by the time the Arizona Radio Amateurs vessel, the Victory Cat, was about 200 miles south of Ensenada, Mexico on May 23rd, he had developed a severe problem with his right eye and was having vision issues. He made a distress call on 20 meters at about 1530 UTC, and it was picked up by Maritime Mobile Service Network net control operator Harry Williams, W0LS. Harry stayed on the radio with Tim while contacting the Coast Guard in California. The Coast Guard met Tim at Ensenada, and he was taken from there to the Balboa Naval Hospital in San Diego. According to net manager Jeff Savasta, Tim got the diagnosis that he had suffered a severely detached retina. He was taken to Phoenix, Arizona for surgery. Following the surgery, Tim emailed members of the 50-year-old net to express his gratitude for a response that was, his words, professional and invaluable. His voyage completed, he can now concentrate on recovery. I'm Christian Kudnick, K0STH. With Hamvention a memory, all eyes and ears to turn recently to the largest ham fest in Europe. Ed Durant, DD5LP, was there, and here's his report. As most will know, Ham Radio Friedrichshafen is the largest ham fest in Europe. This year's theme was radio scouting. Of course, with lots of fun, that was the combined scout troops from several European countries who were attending Ham Radio Friedrichshafen this year. The theme extended into other youth-orientated events, including the handover of Youngsters on the Air from the UK organisers to the South African organisers. Attendance at the event was probably about 10% reduced due to the unfortunate coincidence that the date clashed with the IARU CW field day. There were several new dealers with new products, with magnetic loop antennas practical for portable use to enormous high-power home station ones. One young Spanish company, Communica, are designing and building HF and VHF mobile antennas in Europe with new antennas due out in September. It's good to see that not everything is being produced in the Far East. SDR radios were very much in presence, with several different companies displaying new or extended models. Of course, the Big Five were there, and this was a chance to see the new Kenwood TS-890S and talk with its designer, as well as get a look at the Yesu FTDX-101D, FT-818ND, and the software update to the FT-2D Fusion Handy to make it into a hotspot. In general, the slightly reduced numbers in the very large halls made it easier to get around, 
Only in the flea market it was as busy as ever. The addition of the maker fur with their cosplay-dressed people walking around added some flair and fun. Despite dire weather predictions, not one drop of rain fell over the three days of the event. Rather, it was sunny and in the high 20s centigrade the whole time. So if you've never been to Ham Radio in Friedrichshafen, why not plan a visit for next year when it moves back to its usual weekend, which is June 21st to 23rd, 2019? That's Friedrichshafen for another year. Now it's time to get ready for the WRTC in six weeks' time. How did that go? Dib de dib dib da da de da. This has been Ed Durant, DD5 LP. From the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm editor Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT, and you're listening to VK1 WIA. Social Scene 2018, July 2 to 6, VK4, Theresa Creek Campout All Weekend. The Theresa Camp Campout will be happening from Monday the 2nd until Friday the 6th of July 2018. Theresa Creek Dam is located 22 kilometres southwest of Claremont in central Queensland. With bitumen access all the way to the boat ramps two to choose from, this is the perfect dam for those that just like swimming, canoeing, water skiing, fishing, or just relaxing and watching time pass you by as the contacts roll on in. If you are able to go along, let Helen know by mobile 0412 038 033. Still in July, July 7 and 8 in VK3, it's Gippstech 2018, the 21st annual Gippsland Technical Conference. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.